Additionally, local troops have been dispatched to a small village located near the China plane accident scene. Families of those on board a plane that crashed in southern China have gathered at a nearby airport for updates as rescuers continue to hunt for survivors. At the time of the incident, China Eastern Flight MU5735 had 132 passengers and crew on board. The incident has generated deep sorrow across China. President Xi Jinping has directed a comprehensive probe. Hundreds of rescue workers have been sent to the Wuzhou crash scene. Local media stated that they had recovered some of the wreckage and were still combing through debris dispersed over tough, mountainous terrain. State media stated that the burnt remains of bags, wallets, and identification cards were among the items found. The plane accident caused a forest fire, which was extinguished by firefighters after a few days. There are fears that there will be no survivors, and the number of casualties has not yet been determined. Meanwhile, the relatives and friends of those on board have arrived at Guangzhou International Airport. The flight from Kuanyang, operated by China Eastern Airlines, was scheduled to arrive in the early afternoon on Monday. Officials are still trying to identify the passengers and crew members. However, local media outlets stated that a group of six people, including a teenager, were on their way to Guangzhou to attend a funeral. One woman said her sister and close friends were among the group, adding that she had also been booked on the flight but ended up moving to an earlier one. She told Jimin News, I am inconsolable. Mr. Tan said, China plane accident. Mr. Tan's co-worker at the airport claimed to be Reuters news agency. After establishing that Mr. Tan was on board, he had to tell Mr. Tan's family. They were inconsolable as they wept. His mother was in disbelief that this had happened to her son in an interview, he told Reuters. She promised to arrive as quickly as possible. Because she was inconsolable, her son was just 29 years old. He went on to say that arrangements were being made by the airline to bring the families to the crash site in Wuzhou, the city nearest to the hillside crash site in Guangxi provinces. Families in distress can be seen waiting in a cordoned-off area at Guangzhou Airport, where airline employees are seen offering aid. Unverified video of a guy sobbing and slumped in his chair was widely shared on Chinese social media before being removed. Flight MU5735 had been in the air for nearly an hour and was heading toward Guangzhou when it unexpectedly descended from a cruising altitude. Read more. Chinese Airlines jet crashes in Guangxi Highlands killing 132 passengers. Arrests as police warn of volatile protesters, Canada truckers. Indian supersonic missile hits 124 kilometers inside Pakistan. Chinese state television has shown footage that purports to show a plane in a near nosedive to the ground. Dietary camcorder footage was used to film this. The BBC has not yet been able to verify the video. Flight tracker data showed that the Boeing 737-800 airliner plummeted thousands of feet in three minutes. It was reported that the plane was flying at 29,100 feet, but two minutes and 15 seconds later, it was detected at 9,075 feet. The flight was last recorded at an altitude of 3,225 feet at 14.22 local time, according to reliable sources. The airline, China's aviation authorities, and the Chinese government are all investigating the disaster. Responders at the area are still searching for the plane's black box and any other equipment that could assist them determine the cause of the crash. China Airlines, one of China's three state-owned carriers, has offered its deep condolences to the victims and their families. 
All Boeing 737-800s have been grounded, and a hotline has been established for those who want to find out more about those on board. In the Hackneywick district of London floods, on any given day, White Post Lane is crawling with people in pursuit of artisan coffee and taking pictures in front of the graffiti-adorned walls. New industrial-style apartment complexes are across the street from a recently refurbished train station, where craft breweries and cafes line both sides of the street. Ten-foot-tall posters advertising a bright future have appeared at construction sites for hundreds of new homes in this neighborhood. On July 25, 2017, strong rains and flash floods wiped off the flags used by developers to mark out the grounds of Hackney Wick, making it impossible to recognize that vision. It was the first weekend in months when social distancing restrictions had been eased and Carl Edlund, the manager of Hook, a coffee shop and event space, tells how water came out of nowhere and swiftly flooded the premises just as dozens of people arrived. Waters encircled the crowd, trapping them. While Edlin knew it was going to rain but was not expecting flooding, he says six months later as he prepares for the Friday night rush at Hook by unloading beers from a van. During the storm, flooding was reported in the majority of London's 32 boroughs. As water and filth rose from a centuries-old drainage system, residents were forced to wade across it at knee-deep or risk drowning. Kayaks were a popular mode of transportation for some. Critical city infrastructure was shut down that day. It's a scene we can expect to see more of in London. A closer study of Hackney Wick is warranted because it is both more vulnerable to flooding and one of many opportunity areas selected by Mayor Sadiq Khan to be developed in order to address London's housing crisis. Read more. Lemster's flood defenses have improved and ready to protect hundreds of people. York's £45 million flood defense system has seen key work completed. Flooding in British Columbia has left 18,000 people trapped, some in isolated mountains. The City of London floods is encouraging developers to build in flood-prone regions, and some of these projects have been allowed despite dire warnings about the dangers of increasingly severe weather as the climate changes. A map created by London City Hall and Bloomberg Associates, the consulting arm of Bloomberg Philanthropies, shows that at least 19 of the 28 opportunity areas are located in locations that are at risk of flooding. Residents' ability to deal with flooding is taken into account along with 16 other indicators, such as socioeconomic status and competence in English language warnings, on the map. The existing data utilized in the maps understates the near-term consequences of global warming. For every degree of warming, scientists have uncovered evidence that the atmosphere can contain 7% extra moisture. As a result, floods are likely to occur more frequently and with greater intensity in the future. There has been a significant increase in the number of torrential rainstorms that hit London in the fall and winter during the past few decades, according to the Met Office. Researchers at the agency's Hadley Centre have predicted that extreme rainfall days in London, as well as the rest of the UK, will double by 2070. 28 opportunity areas have so far been designated by London Mayor Boris Johnson as a priority for further funding. Flooding is an issue in many parts of London, but there are still a few spots that could benefit from development. The danger has arrived. As of July 12, the Shepherd's Bush area of White City had received nearly the same amount of rain in a single hour as it normally does in a month. Flooding shut down Victoria's tube station on July 25. That's why experts are alarmed by proposals to build new homes in the Opportunity Zones. 
Construction on floodplains must be done in conjunction with local communities, which are often best positioned to understand where the riskiest areas are. This means ensuring that resources are invested in flood monitoring, data collection, and protection measures, which some say London has not done enough of. In light of the fact that London is both the capital and a major financial center, officials have made steps to reduce the risk of flooding over time. Overflowing rivers caused extensive damage to West Midlands and Yorkshire in February when three severe storms struck the United Kingdom. Grace Newcomb, a researcher at the think tank, who monitors local development, says recent efforts to alleviate the city's housing crisis aren't keeping pace with rising global warming. As a result, it's setting the way for a collision between the climate and housing problems. London has a constant threat of flooding. In 1928 and 1953, Devastating floods devastated the city, killing hundreds of people and displacing hundreds more. More than 200 times in the past four decades, 10 massive steel gates that can be lifted have prevented the banks from being breached. A false sense of security is also fostered by the barrier, which was built for a climate from the previous century and is only able to handle one form of flooding.